Welcome to the Brand the Interpreter podcast. I am your host, Mireya Perez, and this platform is dedicated to sharing the stories of language professionals, that is, the interpreters and translators from around the world. This show aims to highlight not just the profession, but mainly the people behind the amazing work. These are your stories about our profession, and this is the Brand the Interpreter podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Brand the Interpreter podcast. How are you today? No, really, how are you today? I'm hoping that the fact that you're tuning in, you are ready to receive some really great information today. Today's episode is a little different. I've deviated a little bit from our usual interviews with a language professional. Not that that's going to stop, of course not. But I do feel that this particular topic is very related to our profession and something that I feel doesn't have enough visibility or enough awareness. And so I wanted the opportunity to tap into this special guest and all that she has to offer in terms of something we don't necessarily think about or perhaps have even considered. And it's this notion of a hybrid professional. So let's get started, shall we? Dr. Sarah Beth Burke is the leading expert on hybrid professional identity and a hybrid professional herself. She was featured in Forbes and is a TEDx speaker, author, and recipient of a Colorado Inno on Fire Award for her innovative work. Sarah Beth obtained her PhD from the University of Denver and has degrees from the School of the Art Institute of Chicago and Rhode Island School of Design. Her hybrid title is Creative Disruptor because she works at the intersection of being an artist, researcher, educator, and designer. This is why she's successful at leading major innovation strategies for nonprofits and startups that radically connect resources and people in new ways. Her business, more than my title, grew out of Sarah Beth's own professional identity crisis. Feeling stuck and pigeonholed in her career path, Sarah Beth started a research study focused on professional identity where she interviewed people from diverse industries. Her aha moment was realizing workers can be hybrids, the sum of multiple work identities instead of only experts, generalists, or jack-of-all-trades. Since then, Sarah Beth wrote a book, More Than My Title, and developed a one-of-a-kind approach that takes personal branding and career development to a whole new level. Today, she helps professionals discover and articulate their true professional identity and unique value in the workforce. As a result, her clients feel more empowered and confident, and they attract the right opportunities into their work lives. It is with great pleasure for me to present to you today, here on the Brand the Interpreter podcast, Dr. Sarah Beth Burke. Dr. Sarah Beth Burke, it is such a privilege and a pleasure to have you on this platform here today with us, sharing a little bit about your story and what you do. I'm excited that you're here. Oh, I'm so flattered to be here. Thank you for inviting me. My goodness, absolutely. I'm going to get right into it because there's going to be so much great information that I feel are going to be such great takeaways. We're going to blow people's minds today with this episode. You are um, very unique in terms of the type of guest that I typically have on the show, um, but it 
absolutely resonates with what uh, we do in the language field. And so I really wanted, you know, to have the opportunity to bring you in so that you can just blow people's minds. I first <laughs> heard you on uh, a platform called Clubhouse, and I just thought it was just such amazing, great information. I resonated with it specifically, and I thought, oh my gosh, what a great topic. And, and then, of course, we connected. So I'm so happy you're here. Dr. Burke, before we begin the process of really digging into, uh, you know, today's topic, tell us a little bit about how you even got to this point. So give us a little bit about your story. Who is Dr. Sarah Beth Burke? <laughs> yeah, storytelling is so important. So I today am considered this leading expert in hybrid professional identity, but that's definitely not how I've always seen myself. My career starts way back in art and education and teaching in the classroom, but really what's been happening across my career journey is I had a series of identity crises. So many times when I changed jobs or felt like I needed to grow and evolve, I didn't know who I was anymore. And that question of what do you do that everybody asks us really caused me a lot of anxiety because I was like, well, who am I? Am I just this job title? No, the job title isn't really inclusive of all the different things I'm bringing to my career. And so figuring out how to describe myself, articulate my identity, and actually know who I really was as a professional caused me a lot of pain. And so that's where my journey started was stopping and saying, well, how do I figure this out? And of course, I assumed everyone else had figured it out and I was the weird sheep. But the more I turned this into a research project and started interviewing people, I realized, wow, I'm not alone. So many people in the workforce are stuck between calling themselves an expert or calling themselves a generalist, and yet there's some other version that they don't really know what it is and how to describe it. And so that's when I ran into this whole idea, which I'm sure we'll talk about more, that people are more than their job titles and that there's a level of hybridity that's emerging in the workforce. And when I found that term, it unlocked really my truest sense of myself and enabled me to finally articulate and feel confident about how I was different and what I brought to the table. And now that I do this work, other people are getting these tools and ideas too. So that's where this started is from a lot of self-reflection and my own non-linear background to today where this is what I bring into the world. I love that because um, a lot of the stuff that is mentioned on, on this podcast has a lot to do with this introspective work. And I think that's why I really connected with uh, what you're sharing is because this isn't something that you find uh, in the exterior, you know, in the outer world. This is something that you really have to work from within, um, you know, to be able to identify uh, what we'll talk about later, you explain or you call as uh, the crossroads, right? Um, and so uh, before we get into that stuff, I, I, I keep wanting to jump ahead because it's such good stuff. But you call yourself, Dr. Burke, a creative disruptor. How did that come to be and what does it mean? Yeah. So going back to this notion of my job title in a lot of different roles was like a director of program or a program manager. And that's a pretty dull title. You know, it doesn't describe really what I do. And eventually what I started noticing is the way I was creating these entrepreneurship programs, because that's when I was having the most um, sort of wrestling with like this job title just doesn't fit me. 
And I was comparing myself to other people with that same job title and noticed, wow, we all really do things differently, even though we're called the same thing. How does that work? So that's when I unpacked more about, okay, I'm adding a lot of creativity to my work. I'm using design. My researcher background's coming in. Oh, the artist is showing up. And I would create like journey maps and put data in there and have these amazing handouts or representations that helped my work move forward. And when I really stopped to see the intersection of these identities that helped me create that thing, I was disrupting and challenging and testing the norm. And that's where these great words started to surface for me. And I realized when I'm at the intersection of my multiple professional identities, I am a creative disruptor. That's truly my identity. So that title, I call myself that because it's my hybrid title. It represents me as the sum of multiple professional identities. Yeah, you have a, a TED Talk a video that I watched that uh, really... Uh, you showed an image. I'm a visual uh, learner. And so when you put this image up, it, it, I really understood once you explain what it is you were, you meant by hybridity. Um, and it's an image of the torso of a fish and the legs of a human, right? Exactly. What happened at that moment? Talk, oh my talk, gosh. Talk <laughs> That was such an aha moment for me. So you can imagine, I've just interviewed a number of professionals and I'm observing them in context and learning about how they do what they do and who they are. And in that data sort of synthesis stage, that's what it's called in research, you're trying to understand, well, what is the big idea surfacing across all these interviews? And I, I didn't know what it was. And I happened to have a book of paintings by Renee Magritte sitting on my coffee table. Again, I'm an artist, so I have, I have art books around. And I was flipping through it. And Renee Magritte is a surrealist. So they combine dreams with reality, things that don't seem like they could exist. But in the painting, it looks like it's possible, like it is something in real life. What Renee Magritte did in one painting is he took a fish and a human and mashed it together. And typically when we see a fish and a human, the top half is like a woman and the bottom half is, you know, her fish side. So you get a mermaid and we're like, oh, I know what a mermaid is. But Renee Magritte made the fish the top half and the woman the bottom half. And you're like, wait a minute, I've never seen that before. And that's why it was an aha because it shows when you take two things that exist and you combine them into something else, you get an altogether new thing, a new creature. And it's like, well, what do we name that creature? It defies all of our labels and titles. And that's what I was feeling in my work. And that's what I was hearing in the interviews. People are composites. They are altogether new types of professionals. And we don't know what to call ourselves. That's the crux of the problem. Yeah, in it you say, and I, I'm going to quote here, that hybrid professionals are people who blend and combine different professional identities together, working from the intersections of these different identities. And you say that when you look from those intersections, you can do things nobody else can do. And I love that because I thought, you know, this podcast was born from an intersection, if I really look at that work, if I really go back and, and I realized that it was born from an intersection, which I had no idea it's what I was doing until right. I heard you. And that for me, that was my moment of, wow, like there is something absolutely there. So I want to go back because there's so much to unravel here. 
in just explaining it for the audience, because the audience that is listening in is still probably kind of wondering what the heck are we talking about hybridity, right? Like a fish with legs, what is happening here? So would you, let's start with explaining the difference between the three types of professionals, as you call them, there's singularity, multiplicity, and hybridity. So let's go with the singularity first. What is that in the real world? Yeah, this is my basic framework that helps explain everything. So singularity means having one professional identity. And we typically think of these as experts, right? They are known for one thing. They are good at one thing. That's what singularity is, is one. So then the next one is multiplicity. So when people have many professional identities, maybe they had you know, different jobs over time, or maybe they wear a lot of hats. There are a lot of different terms we use for people with multiplicity in their professional identity. That could be a generalist, that could be a gig worker, um, multi-talented, multi-passionate, any of those multi-words, because they mean many. So if you have one identity, it's singularity, many identities, it's multiplicity. But then the third type is hybridity. And if people can imagine a Venn diagram in their mind, that's where you've got circles that are overlapping and connecting, that's where the hybrid identity comes in. Because if you have multiple identities, back to multiplicity, and you start to interlock and those circles are connecting, they're no longer separate, the hybrid, it works from the intersections. So the biggest difference between someone with many identities and someone who's a hybrid professional is integration. Because I get this question a lot. People say, well, isn't everyone a hybrid? No, not everyone is literally connecting. Many people just do one thing and then they stop and then they do something else and they stop and they're kind of turning on and off different professional identities or doing one at a time. That's the multiplicity. Hybridity is completely inseparable. You are so interconnected. That's where you're like, I don't even know what to call what I do because it's one part this, one part this, one part that. It's a whole new combination. I feel like for language professionals, you know, particularly for for uh, a person that's bilingual, multilingual, when when they're working in an organization that you know does not understand this whole hybridity uh, concept one would feel more of a multitasker because they're asking us to do all kinds of things because we're good at one of those things would be, you know, uh, speaking another language, right. And, and, and doing those things um, that would require this additional skill set. What would that look like um, in the real world? How does that translate in the real world uh, being a a hybrid professional? So could you kind of give us an example of what that would look like once we've accepted like, um, you know, the, the intersection and we know this is, this is what I want to combine. How do we then take that out into the real world? Totally. So just to be clear for everyone, all three types of these professional identities are important to the workforce. It's not like one is better than the other, or we are letting go of one. So we need experts, we need generalists, and we need hybrids. We just haven't been talking about hybrids. So I'm making the argument all three exist. And to have a high-performing team or a company, you need to make sure you have talent that meets all of those buckets. Mm, I love but that. But the, the hybrid is interesting because they are the person that is in between, right? They're either in, they can move between disciplines, they can move between ideas or languages or departments. They are really good at being the bridge, the chameleon, the connector, even that translator, um, in a sense, even if it's not just language translation, it might be idea translation or processes. 
So to give a concrete example, go back in time, let's say about 10 years, and maybe there was a staff member that was doing some marketing and starting to dabble with new social media tools back when like Twitter was coming online and Facebook, but then was also putting photos of themselves up or taking pictures of their personal life. And you might have looked at that person and said, okay, how does all this fit together? Why are they over here writing stories and over here taking photos of themselves and over here, you know, playing on social media? Well, today we call that a social media influencer, right? We know what influencers are. That's the intersection of those three different professional identities. And it became a hybrid way of working. But we didn't know that back then. We were kind of compartmentalizing that person or saying like, we just need you to take photos or we just need you to write copy. So when you take existing roles and combine them into something new, you're doing hybrid work. And oftentimes the people doing hybrid work are hybrid in their own identity because they've created a whole new professional identity. We're like, we didn't know to call you an influencer. We didn't have that language before. Right. We didn't have that language before, meaning that it it didn't yet exist, right? Mm -hmm. Until people started to accept it as, as I suppose, somewhat of a norm. What would you say to a person that would come to you and say, Dr. Burke, how do I begin this process? How do, where do I start? Yes. I love that question because I sort of have a developmental spectrum of people that are totally unaware, right? Of hybrid professional identity, even existing. And then you have people that are slowly emerging into it. I call them newly emerging to um, all the way of being established in their hybridity. So people that are sort of awakening up and saying, well, how do I figure out my hybridity? The first step is to understand what are your primary professional identities. So usually when you meet someone and you say, tell me what you do, they start to just list a lot of things. They're like, well, I sometimes do some translating or I also do marketing and I do events. Oh, by the way, I have a side business. I do this thing. And you're like, oh my gosh, I don't understand you. You're all over the place. You're all over the place. And essentially they haven't figured out the connection between their identities, right? So to me, that's in that emerging hybrid space. And what you have to do, there's a difference of your primary professional identities. Those are the ones you use almost every day, very frequently. They're also your favorite identities. You want to be known for them. They are your areas of truest expertise. You might have two, three, four at the max of these primary ones. And then you probably have a whole set of additional professional identities, but you don't use them as much. I call them secondary or just your non-primary ones. So you've got to narrow down and be really clear, what are the primary professional identities? In my case, I call myself an artist and a researcher, educator, and a designer. That's my core. Once you've distilled yourself to that foundation, then I say draw a Venn diagram. And you're going to put one identity in each circle of your Venn diagram. So the next question becomes, who are you at the intersection of those primary professional identities? To be honest, that's where the work gets really crazy. People are like, oh my gosh, my head hurts. This is a lot of reflection. And there are a bunch of tools and strategies I've created to help people figure out those intersections. But that's generally the process because once you can see yourself in the Venn diagram, then the new identity that you've been trying to describe will emerge and new language will show up. Like for me, the creative disruptor. And that's where you can hybridize. You can call yourself this this title that really encompasses 
your truest professional self as a hybrid. In the language professional industry, I've come across other professionals that encourage diversification of our skills and diversification of services, especially if you're a freelancer and you want to be able to monetize through diversification. But even if you are an employee, it's something that you could do as well and put it into use in the workplace. So let's just say, Dr. Burke, for instance, that someone like me says, you know, I'm having a difficult time putting all of this together and really coming up with what hybridity would look like for me. What are my points of intersections? Is it things I enjoy doing? Is it my purpose, my passion? And you've mentioned uh, at some point something that no one ever talks about, which is identity, the identity piece. So do I jot down my passions, my purpose, or how does this all work? By the way, guys, Dr. Burke does have a book entitled More Than My Title, uh, where she breaks all of this down even further. But in the meantime, Dr. Burke, how do we work on this on our own? You're hitting on so many of my favorite talking points. So what I think you're referring to, I say that work is actually a three-legged stool. And one leg is passion, and one leg is purpose, and one leg is identity. And we usually don't talk about identity when we talk about career development or branding, right? We just focus on what do you love to do and why do you want to do it and figure that out. And that's what you should do in the world. And notice I use the word do and do and do just in that phrase. Do is your actions. Those are the verbs. Those are the skills. Well, skills are not identities. Those are different. So it's important to know what you love to do, right? You might love, um, you know, working with kids or writing stories, but what do you call yourself when you do those things? That's your professional identity. And sometimes it's a one-to-one connection. So if you like working with kids, maybe you call yourself a teacher or a mentor, but if you are writing stories, maybe you call yourself a storyteller. Maybe you call yourself a, um, you know, a visionary. Maybe there's a different term you want to use for that identity. So it's important that you reflect on what you love and your passions, but also you need to know the noun. What do you want to call yourself when you're doing those things? That's the professional identity. So to kind of trace back to how you set the question up, I think it, it is a big journey to figure out your hybridity. It's a very new conceptual lens and framework. And I see people wrestling with it. I think it's really important to have a mirror or some collaborator or peer to talk to, to like unpack it with yourself because you are trying to see yourself in a new way. But where I start the work is actually, it goes like this. Feelings lead to actions, lead to identity which leads to your hybridity. So let me explain what I mean by all that. First, it's pausing and noticing where do you feel your best in your work? When are you losing track of time? You're energized, you're alive. Typically, um, we hear about that as being in your zone of genius or your flow state. So focus on finding that feeling of flow in your work. Then you go, okay, I'm in flow state when I'm you know, when I ran this last meeting, it was, it was such an effortless meeting. Everybody's ideas came out and we came to great consensus. So what were you doing when you were in that amazing state? You break it down into the actions and people start at a very high level. They're like, oh, I ran a meeting. Well, what does that even mean? Tell me what kind of meeting, where was it? 
What tools did you use? Were there post-it notes, a dry erase board? Were you sitting and talking? Were you asking questions? The more you can get specific in the actions you did while you were in that flow state, the more you're going to see what makes you good at what you do or your specific traits that other people aren't doing. Then when you see those traits, like, wow, you know, during that meeting, I always ask questions to people that were probing or really provocative. And I ask questions differently than my peers. When I'm doing those things, what identity am I? Maybe you are the inquirer or the investigator or the detective, right? Those are identity words. Then you take those identity words and you need to come up with a few different stories to kind of compare and build all these words. But then you can hybridize. You can look at these identities and go, wow, I'm really an investigator and a storyteller and a problem solver and a puzzle master. When I combine those, that's truly my hybrid identity. So that's a little bit of the journey starting from feelings to actions to identity to hybridity. I love that. And I love the fact that it's not so much, you know, when when particularly nowadays, when you one thinks about the word hybrid, um, you know, we're, we're thinking about things, right? Uh, at least in my mind, the word hybrid hybrid um, automatically pops an image of a hybrid vehicle, right? Mm-hmm. Or um, even if it's hybrid in terms of, um, you know, half robot, half human or something <laughs> of the sort, <laughs> yeah. something super out of reach. But but if we really think about it, it's all, all also external type of of things, right? Um, What I loved about this topic specifically, like I mentioned in the beginning, is that it's a very internal uh, process. And it's not tied necessarily while, and correct me if I'm wrong, Dr. Burke, while ultimately you can come up with such a catchy uh, title or something that's completely different and out of the norm. It's not about attaching one's abilities to a title. It's the result is much more than that, right? Mm -hmm. It's really about accepting what it is that you're feeling like you said in the beginning, or at some point, um, you know, you felt like you were more than Mm -hmm. that, just like your title. I'm more than my title. I kept for years thinking I have more to offer. My question Mm -hmm. Well, actually, my statement or my feeling was a little bit different, but around the same, you know, like path as yours, where yours was, I'm more than that, which I think at that point when you were um, mentioning that you were you were a teacher. Right. Um, For me, I kept I kept thinking I keep thinking I have more to offer than just this, you know? So yeah, in the same way, I'm more than my title. And I feel that what results, you know, through the process is much more beautiful because you are able to um, accept that it's okay that you're feeling this and that you're feeling this for a reason. When you mention the fact that the, the experts and um, the people in the multiplicity, you know, uh, uh, category are still needed because there are people that love that. There are people Mm -hmm. that are just fine. This hybridity uh, concept of, of the hybrid professional is for those of us that feel like we're not fitting into this square, right? 
some something's off. We just are not making that connection. And I really love this for the language professional because many of us feel this way. There's many conversations that have been had on this platform where people combine their passions to be able to create something completely different. Um, and I love the fact that, you know, your title is a creative disruptor because we've seen time and time again um, throughout history that through some sort of disruption, something innovative comes out. Oh, and yeah. that's definitely, you know, what we're, we're creating here for our audience is the disruption in your mindset to accept mm-hmm. the fact that if you are being called, that if you're feeling something in terms of, I am more than this, or I have more to offer, that that is your calling there, that you need to go run and grab Dr. Sarah Beth Burke's book, More Than My Title, Go through the process, that internal introspective work, and see what comes up. The the key thing people are trying to express when they're describing their hybridity is the relationships between their different professional identities. So if you're someone who's a generalist or just wears many hats, those people can't explain how those hats fit together, right? What's the connection between them? They're just like, I do this, and then I do that, or I do this and this. So a hybrid, that's what makes them so unique is they are literally having some new way they're fitting together these identities that in many ways don't make sense that they go together. And the best analogy is it's like a recipe, right? Like why do you put all these different ingredients into a soup or, you know, into a cake? And when you put them together, it tastes a certain way and it's delicious. And there's a special way we call it. That's what's happening in hybridity, right? You remove one of the ingredients and it's not the same thing anymore. And if we think about ourselves as professionals and why we are you know, good at something in the world or why we're different than other people with the same titles, it's that hybrid expertise that we're bringing. So at the end of the day, if, if people don't even know what hybrid title they have, it's about telling the story of how your different identities fit together and why that matters. If you can do that, that really builds your brand and you have a new sense of yourself, your confidence and, you know, why you're doing what you do suddenly makes sense. I love that, especially, like I said, for this profession where we tend to want to think uh, in that singularity uh, type of mindset, you know, no, I went to school especially those of us that went to school for it and got trained. I went to school for this. So that other thing that I'm trying to do doesn't really fit into the square because I've spent way too much money and time trying to get trained in this one area. Um, So go away, thought. We try to fight it, right? We try to fight it. And I think that um, that that's one of the main reasons why this particular topic really, I just found very intellectually provocative because it's not something that, like you've mentioned, uh, you know, time and time again, that is really talked about. One yeah. last thing before we yeah. go, uh, Dr. Burke. So I understand as the person that is open now to accepting my different, um, uh, passions or strengths, you know, after I go through the process and I understand who I am, thanks to this process, how then do we approach it uh, or approach the, the notion of I'm a hybrid professional with someone that does not understand what a hybrid professional is? What if I'm, what if I'm addressing it with a, a person that consider themselves an expert? and only thinks in that way? I love this question. 
We are at the cusp of this new wave of understanding hybrid professionals in the workforce alongside experts and generalists. So I'd say for everyone listening, all of us have the responsibility of educating others about this, right? We need to build awareness that this is possible and it exists, and then be able to explain why it matters alongside other types of professionals. So if you're going into an interview and you are a hybrid professional, you first, you know, need to kind of gauge if they understand this, or you're going to have to be ready to explain, you know, I'm Sarah Beth, nice to meet you. I'm applying for this role for a project manager. And I'm also this hybrid professional. So let me tell you why that matters and brings more to this role and is a nice fit for what you're looking for. So you want to, you know, show up in the way that the employer is looking for and then add on information about the value of your hybridity. And a lot of storytelling is necessary to show you've got the skills they're looking for in the job application and these other identities that don't seem to fit the job, how those are assets and connected to the role. And the right employer is going to see hybridity as a true value add. And they'll be like, of course, we need this dynamic person because they're blending this and this and this, and that makes them really rich and dynamic for the role. But if they are someone who's sitting on the other side of the table going, I don't get it. I just need you to be an expert. We only need you for this one thing. You, of course, can move forward in that role if you really want to. But I will tell you from most of my interviews and research, hybrid professionals will never be satisfied in a role that makes them compartmentalize themselves. You will become uncomfortable and you'll get antsy and frustrated within a matter of time. So my coaching and advice to hybrids is you need to find a role that embraces and allows your hybridity and employers and managers that want you to shine and perform because of it so that you can finally show up and be engaged and fulfilled in what you do. Holy cow. That was just so valuable right there, Dr. Burke. If you know, move on. (laughs) (laughs) That was just so great because I think a lot of times, um, and, and here I'm speaking for myself, there is opportunities that you think is exactly what you want. And if that employer doesn't see, you know, that you are a hybrid professional and you're coming in with, you know, yes, my title says I'm this, but that is not who I am. Mm-hmm. I've got so much more that I, uh, that I can offer, you know, and, and bring it and bring that with me for this, for this particular role. But if they don't see it, then yes, ask yourself, is that really where you want to be then? Do you really want to go from one small square to just a larger square and still, and still be tied to not being able to do, you know, or, or just be able to express what your natural ability is? Because I feel that it comes natural to one. One thing that I've learned, um, you know, throughout my professional career has been just because it comes natural to you doesn't mean that it comes natural to others. And I, would have this, this, um, uh, just notion of, of thinking that, oh, it's easy. I would, you know, when someone would ask for help about something, I would say, oh, it's easy. Um, you know, this is how you do it. And, and if I would see this like perplexed kind of look, you know, on their face, and this happened a couple of times that I thought maybe it's not easy for them you know, and I'm, I'm, I wasn't really making them feel any better. Really. I was trying to make them feel like, oh, you'll get it in no time. But 
if, yeah. if I didn't get that after a while, after some years, I realized after some growth, right. I realized, okay, maybe that's easy for me. And that's something that I'm good at. You know, let me, let me write that down. I, I had no idea. Uh, this conversation, Dr. Burke has been so good. And, um, you know, I, I know that I could keep going and just keep asking so many questions because I feel that this is a topic that needs to be when we talk about visibility and we talk about awareness. Yeah. It needs to be talked about a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, professionals, people that are out there uh in charge of hiring uh other professionals um really need to just be exposed to this type of information and open their minds to the hybrid professional is here. It's it, and it's here to stay, you know, yes. and what better time? Yeah. It, and, you know, and I think it's always been around. It's uh-huh. just there, like you mentioned earlier with the term influencer, it just, it didn't quite exist in our in our realm yet in our reality, it wasn't yet there. It wasn't visible. It's visible now. And what a great time for you to uh, have these conversations, if not during times of COVID, not, you know, not to say that these times have have been great, but if we're going to begin to disrupt, you know, this mindset, why not disrupt during a disruption time? So um, I'm I'm ever so grateful that I had the opportunity to touch base with you. I'm so grateful that I was in that room uh, and clubhouse <laughs> and um, being able to hear you and what you had to say. And I think that very many listeners out there are also going to really, I think, just tune in and uh, connect with with what you have to say and the information that you gave us today. Before we go, Dr. Burke, is there any other thoughts or anything else you'd like to share for someone that, you know, is really in the brink of thinking, this isn't me. I'm more than my title. What would you share with them, if anything else, that you'd like to leave them with? Yeah, the the key word that comes up for me is permission. Permission to be the sum of your multiple professional identities. And it's bigger than just saying you're a multi-talented, multi-dimensional polymath, any of that, because we've been struggling, honestly, for decades or centuries trying to find the right word. It's been in front of us forever, but it's here. It's hybrid. And so use that. Take, take this as a moment to embrace that you can be the sum of your parts. I love that. And as language professionals, I think we all know that uh, sometimes words do not translate into the other language. So don't be so concerned and stuck on the whole title issue. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it is more about the process. It is more about finding out uh, where you shine and um, just what you love doing and, and bringing it to light instead of trying to hide it, you know, and saying that I can't use you in this, you know, in this space. Um, thank you so much, Dr. Burke. Uh, last but not least, my final question is where can our listeners find out more about you and the work that you do? Oh my gosh. The feeling is mutual. I'm so glad we met each other and your questions today have been unbelievable. So I've really enjoyed this. Um, people can find me on my website, morethanmytitle.com. I have resources, some free tools. I offer weekend crash courses to go through this journey with me. So, or you can follow me on social media at morethanmytitle and find me on LinkedIn. I would love to connect with people there as well. And thank you. I, I just, I love the work you're doing. 
Thank you so much, Dr. Burke, and we'll be in touch. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to share it with a fellow interpreter or translator. Or if you've not already, please leave me a review. I would really appreciate it. I look forward to seeing you again here next week on the Brand the Interpreter podcast, where I share your stories about our profession. Till then. Hey, thanks for sticking around till the very end. If you'd like to connect with me, head on over to the website, brandtheinterpreter.com and click on the connect with me tab. You can also stay connected on social media, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube as Brand the Interpreter or Mireya Perez on LinkedIn. Till next time.